and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Hey, 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 you guys, it's Denise Walsh, and welcome back to the Dreamcast. In today's solo episode, we are going to be talking about what to do when you have a goal and you're not hitting it again and again and again and again. As you know by now, we call this self-sabotage. And in my programs, I like hone in on the subconscious reasons why we self-sabotage because our subconscious is responsible for 97% of our behavior. In fact, when you get to the deeper layers of the subconscious and the beliefs that you have uh, about yourself and the world and others, self-worth ends up being the root cause for most self-sabotaging behaviors, or I guess lack of self-worth. And so in my programs, we do a lot of different things to build that self-worth to, um, at a deeper level, shift the beliefs that you have about yourself, your your world, others in your world, so that success becomes easier. But I've had some people recently ask, like, I need something tangible. Like, yes, I'm doing my hypnosis. And yes, I'm hanging out with new people and I'm leveling up my circle and all these things. But I need to know exactly what to do when I'm in a moment of deciding, should I eat that brownie? Should I not? Should I, you know, watch TV for three hours or should I work on my business? Should I do the thing that I'm procrastinating on or should I like clean out a closet just to avoid it, right? And so today I'm going to share with you some things that you can do in the moment, some conscious choices you can make when you are working towards your goals and you need to give yourself a good old kick in the booty, right? So some examples of self-sabotage are procrastination, not doing the thing that needs to get done. And then typically procrastination leads to increased stress and anxiety because you're thinking about doing the thing, but you're not doing it. And then it's potentially late and you've got to hurry up and it's not going to be as good. And then, you know, the snowball effect. We've got perfectionism, which could be tied hand in hand with procrastination. Perfectionism is typically not feeling like it's ever enough. So even if you're working on it, you don't feel good about it. You don't want to turn it in or be done until it's perfect. And it can be obsessive. Uh, You know, if you think of being a perfectionist in terms of having a clean house, like nothing is ever clean enough and it gets dirty so fast, like it creates so much anxiety. So that can be a form of self-sabotage. We've got comfort eating, stress eating, eating, overindulgence. Uh, That is certainly something that we do, especially when we're stressed. We're going to talk about stress in a bit, but this is something we do to feel good or maybe we're a bit bored and we make cookies every other day or we have wine at night, that kind of thing, that comfort food stuff is not helping us get to our goals. And then we've got self-substance abuse or self-medication. This is really fascinating because my friend, Rachel, if you've been listening to the Stop Suffering in Silence podcast, she is a trauma survivor and she often says, if the trauma doesn't get you, then the negative coping skills will. 
And self-medication or substance abuse can be linked to unhealed traumas, which again, if we get to the root of self-sabotage, it's feelings of unworthiness and that lack, um, low self-esteem and, and things. And so in order to avoid those negative feelings, one can partake in substance abuse issues um, or behaviors because it is a way of avoiding the deeper feelings, emotions, memories, etc. that pop up. In in my programs, we we give you the space to look under the hood and to see and to allow those the the darkness essentially to come to light and then we work through it because if we keep it stuffed down, people will often say it's not bothering me anymore. I'm like, well, is that true? Because let's talk about the negative coping skills you have. Are you avoiding life and and really, you know, living on autopilot or in chronic fight or flight mode and drinking wine every night or beer or whatever the case may be? If you're avoiding it, then it absolutely is impacting your life. But it's doing so on the subconscious level, which is why I think the subconscious work is so fascinating. So anyway, we've got the substance abuse stuff, which is a part of self-sabotage, because if you are partaking in excessive substance abuse, you're not eating healthy. Usually it leads to one thing or another. You're not motivated. You feel sick the next day. It just is a domino effect. Um, and then we've got chronic anxiety or overthinking. This is really fascinating as well because somebody who is an overthinker um, may think that they are just covering all of their bases. You know, we can take any of these behaviors and try to find the silver lining in them. But really, overthinking tends to lead to chronic anxiety, which, of course, chronic anxiety means that we've got constant fear happening in our body. And when we have constant fear happening in our body, we are in fight or flight mode, not in rest and repair mode, which means we are not thinking clearly. We are not able to take action towards our dreams or feel motivated. We're just kind of in survival mode. That's the way to put it. We're in survival mode. And you can't be in survival mode and in success mode at the same time. And then a couple others, we've got uh, self-critical, negative thinking, uh, control freak, all of those things are ways that you could be self-sabotaging. And and uh, again, the root of it is that low self-esteem or low self-worth. And a fruit of low self-esteem or low self-worth is negative self-talk. And that low self-esteem and that negative self-talk combined are the two main contributing factors to self-destructive behavior. It's like this inability to adapt between changing situations. So, for example, when I used to lead the anger management class at Community Mental Health, one of the books we read was Who Moved your cheese. If you have not read this, like super tiny, small, it's kind of like a business book, but it's basically about being flexible and how and the importance of being flexible. So the inability to adapt to changing situations can lead you to this, this like, you know, I, I'm clenching my hands and I'm, you know, my jaws clenched and I'm taking short breaths because it's not happening my way. 
check out the Humu My Cheese book. It's pretty good. Uh, And so when you live like this for a long time, it becomes your normal. And then this normal ends up taking you down roads you don't want to go down. And then in 10, 15 years, you go, why am I here? And so in order that the subconscious work that we do really works to impact the self-esteem and the self-worth with the hypnosis every single night, with um, taking your thoughts captive and retraining your brain and understanding the importance of not living in fight or flight mode and living in what I call the world of dreams or in peace versus panic. Um, But today we're going to talk about that negative self-talk because that's something that you can do in the moment when you are procrastinating or when you are about to make brownies when you have a weight loss goal or when you are about to veg on Netflix when you really want to be working your business. And this Negative self-talk, another way to put it, is the scarcity mindset. So a scarcity mindset or this negative self-talk is when you have the worldview of life is happening to me. It's a victim mindset. You may blame others. You complain. You make excuses. You default to the negative. So it's this, again, like life is against me. You uh, maybe are somebody who makes a mountain out of a molehill, focusing on the negative and making that really bigger. You're reliving painful memories over and over again. And even if things do go right for you, you don't trust it. So you're kind of always waiting for the other shoe to drop and you feel powerless. So for example, somebody who has something go right for them, you think that it's just luck that, you know, nothing like that could ever happen to you. You feel like the world is out to get you. You feel attacked and that everyone else is just lucky. So there's this clear division between you who just got the short end of the stick and others. Whereas abundance mindset is life is happening for me. Everything always works out. I get what I want eventually. Like I trust the world around me. And so when you are self-sabotaging, you are you are engaging in these coping skills that are not taking you where you want to go. What I want you to do is to catch what you're thinking in that moment. What are you thinking in that moment? What are you thinking when you eat that brownie? What are you thinking when you binge on Netflix? Tell me what's going on through your mind. And a few things may be happening. Number one, you can have the the thought of, I won't succeed, so why bother anyway? Why even try? Who the heck cares? I give up. It's not worth it. I can't get it right. I'm not good at this. I guess I'll go eat worms, right? You can see the thought process just start taking you down this negative spiral. Or the other option here is that you aren't thinking at all. Again, you're operating an autopilot. What do you do when you get home? You grab a glass of wine and you sit down and veg. Or what do you do? You know, what is it? This is you're not thinking. So you either have this spiral of negativity or you're not thinking at all and you're living on autopilot. And what we get to do here is we get to take that control back by capturing our thought or non-thought and deciding something different. And so what I want you to do in this moment is I want you to be your biggest cheerleader. You are going to self-talk your way to success with an abundance mindset. You are going to say your goals out loud. When you maybe shift into an autopilot, you know, 
phase, you are going to snap out of it, remind yourself of your goals by talking to yourself out loud and telling yourself what it is that you really want. Again, what we want to do is we want to shift these neural pathways in our brain to make abundance mindset more normal, To for that to be what we call like your thought gutter, you know, and you're in bowling and you're you know, just whoop, straight to the gutter. We want it to be good. We want that gutter to be helpful and taking you where you want to go. And so in order to do that, we've got to be super loud about it at first. You want to speak to yourself out loud and become your own cheerleader. And so here are some things that I want you to say. I want you to tell yourself that I can do it. I can do it. I'm worth it. I can do hard things. I can, I can learn new skills. I can do anything for two weeks. I just, I can get through today. Sugar does not have a hold on me. Um, You can say to yourself, I can't wait to feel so good in these family pictures. I'm so proud of the effort I'm making. Everything that can go right will go right. The Holy Spirit is orchestrating everything on my behalf. You are your biggest cheerleader. And so in that moment, you're taking your thought captive. You're noticing what you're doing it. And then you're saying cheerleading statements to you yourself out loud. Because we are recreating our new our neural pathways to retrain our brain in order to to coach ourselves essentially out of the self, uh, self-sabotaging behavior. Now, uh, I think one of the biggest things is catching it because if you don't catch it and you're on autopilot, then you can't change it. So identifying some of the self-sabotaging behaviors that you may partake in is really, really key. And why I really love having a coach and working with people on this kind of stuff, because if it were easy, you would already do it. <laughs> so think about what, how you spend your days. Where are some ways that you could make shifts or changes? Where is a time in your day where you typically self-sabotage? And how can you set yourself up through success or for success by changing your behavior? So for example, for me, when I'm on my healthy eating plan, I notice that four or five o'clock is when I like get snacky. And it's because I'm kind of coming out of my office. I pick the boys up from school. I, you know, they don't need me to necessarily watch them as closely anymore. But I, of course, I want to, I'm home. I need to be home. So what do I do? Make cookies. (laughs) And so I've noticed that that time of day for me is it's easy for me to just be hanging out in the kitchen and kind of not quite sure how to spend my time. And so I have learned that this is a good time for me to clean, do laundry. This is a good time for me to start making dinner. This is a good time for me to maybe call a friend. This is a good time for me to take a walk around our yard or take the dogs for a walk or do something that gets me out of the self-sabotaging situation. Like I don't want to keep putting myself in the same situation and then and then using self-talk only. I also can change my behavior and I use self-talk to change my behavior, right? And so understanding what it is you're doing and that self-sabotaging is step one. Catching it is step two and then saying 
positive abundant mindset self-talk is step three. So catch it, shift it, abundant self-talk. That is the strategy. Now here is when it could get tricky. When we are in stress mode, when we're in that fight or flight mode, when we are in that anxiety freak out a bit, that is when we can tend to self-sabotage even more. So here's what I want you to do if you're in fight or flight mode, anxiety, monkey mind, that like, you know, high emotion. What I want you to do first is take a deep breath and slow yourself down. Do not make any decisions when you're in fight or flight mode. Just calm the heck down. Take a few deep breaths. And when you take a deep breath, it actually presses or um, you know impacts what's called the vagus nerve, which is a nerve that goes from your gut to your brain. And it tells your brain, we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. So I want you to take that nice, big, deep breath. And then you get to choose what thought you're going to have. Anything that can go right will go right. I can do this. I can do hard things. I can have a cookie in three weeks, but not today. I am I am building my empire by building this business. You know, whatever your self-talk needs to be for your specific goal, you're taking that deep breath, you're slowing yourself down, and you're saying those things out loud. You guys, this is key. This is key because you are the only one who can change your behavior. You are the only one who can rebuild your self-worth. You are the only one who can begin to trust yourself again. And it's up to you. And so this is a big stinking deal. This is so important that you gain control of your behaviors, of your thoughts. You can have the outcomes that you desire. And it starts with catching it, shifting it, and then saying that abundant self-talk. And when you've got that stress, take those deep breaths and give yourself that loving kick in the right direction. All right, so I know that this is a hot topic and I am actually gonna create a uh, training in the clinical skills, uh, clinical skills, what's it called, course that I'm creating for those going through the Dream Life Certification Program because we're going to have handouts for all of this. We're going to have, you know, um, scarcity and abundance worksheets. We're going to have some thought traps that you can catch yourself in. We're going to have abundant mindset self-talk so that it's all at your fingertips. And so if you've ever wanted to become a coach or maybe you're a leader of a team and you want to help your people be better, then reach out to me because we are opening up the doors to the Dream Life Certification, the full-blown program in just the next few weeks. And so you can email hello at denisewalsh.com. That's hello at denisewalsh.com to learn more and see if you are you know, ready to jump in and become Dream Life Certified, which means I'm going to teach you all of this stuff and it will all be in the clinical skills library so you can print it off and use it with your own team and your people too. So fun. It is so fun. But it starts with what we're thinking and what we're telling ourselves, and that's where it begins and it ends. And so document, take notice, and then change it. I believe in you. I'm excited for you. And with that, I'll say see you next week. Have a great day. 
Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.